is a name I love to hear. I love to sing his word. It sounds like music in my ear. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Him, help me, praise him. Come, help me to praise him. Come, help me to praise him. Because he first loved me. Hallelujah. Thank God for this day. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it and be glad in it this is the day that the lord has made i will rejoice and be glad in it this is the day this is the day that the Lord has made. I will enter his gate with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice, for he has made me glad. Thank you, Jesus. You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I just want to thank you, Lord. You've been so good, yes, Lord. You've been so good. I just want to thank you, Lord. 
have your way, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we come before you on this, thy sacred day, this thy holy day, Father. We come, Father, as you have commanded, and Lord, to keep a memorial unto the Feast of Trumpets. Lord, we want to thank you for this day. We want to thank you, Father, for this new beginning, for the day of new beginnings, Lord. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you, Father, for when you first came down at the sound of the trumpet, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you're coming again with the sound of the trumpet, O oh Lord, our God. Father God, we thank you as we remember this day, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for setting it apart and setting it aside for a sacred feast for us, for a day to remember, for a day for us to remember the very things that you have done for us in the past and the things that you're doing for us in the future. Lord, we give you the praise, we give you the glory and the honor for this day, oh God. And Lord, as we have joined here in your presence on this day, Lord, we ask in you, Father, that you would pour out upon us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your dear son, Jesus, with the eyes of our understanding being so enlightened that we might know what is the hope of this calling and what is the riches of your glory of inheritance in us, your saints. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank God for this day. Thank God for this day. Lord, we come before you on this day just to remember what you have done. We come thanking you, Father, for your precious word that you have given unto us. Lord, we thank you for this day. And the first place that I want to read from today it is from the book of Leviticus. Leviticus being the Levitical law, the law that God has given to each of us as being priests. Remember, we must always remember what Jesus has done for us when he went on that cross and he shed his blood for us. For in the book of Revelations in chapter 1 and verses 5 through 7, the Bible clearly tells us that Jesus has washed us in his own blood and he hath made us kings and priests. And being therefore as Jesus himself has made us both kings and priests, there are certain things that we must abide by. So what is it that I'm saying here? Well, I'm saying here that God, through the book of Leviticus, which is the law of the priesthood, God has given us certain things that he wants us to remember. He has given us certain things that he wants us to keep. He has given us certain things that he wants for us to do. And one of these things is here is found in the book of Leviticus. 
For we remember in 1 John, he tells us clearly that the law came by Moses. So God established the law in Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And so the grace and the truth that comes by Jesus is giving us the understanding and the recognition of what it is that we are to do as followers of Christ. As followers of Christ, we must do the very things that Jesus done. Well, we know that Jesus himself, he kept this law of the Levitical priesthood. We know that he kept it because the book of Luke in the fourth chapter in verse 16, it tells us that from the time that Jesus was brought up, it was his custom on the Sabbath day to always to enter into the synagogue. Well, we know this Feast of Trumpet today is like a holy day. It is like a Sabbath day because this is what God has commanded. And so I'm going to read to us from the book of Leviticus, Leviticus in the 23rd chapter. And I'm going to read from verses 23 to 25. And the Lord, and the Lord spake, unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, ye shall have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing trumpets, a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein, but ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. So here we are this day, we're remembering this commandment which God has given unto us. He said, we shall have a Sabbath, a blowing of the trumpets. Thank you, Jesus, for the blowing of the trumpet. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be his name. And so what God is calling us back to have a memorial until the blowing of the trumpet, God is calling us back to remember something. The first thing that he says there, he said, on this day, on this day, there is to be a memorial of the blowing of the trumpets. And so we hear the sound of the trumpet because the book of Exodus in the 19th chapter, it tells us that when God first came down upon Mount Sinai, that we heard the trumpet blast. So God is calling us back to remember the trumpet blast, to remember that his first appearing unto mankind in a marvelous and supernatural way took place back there on Mount Sinai. So this is what we are to remember at the blowing of the trumpets. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, this is a long sound. Yeah. Uh, and the long sound, I know it had a meaning. Yes. Well, the long sound, it had, uh, uh, it had the uh, meaning of calling people together. It was to call people together to come to meet with the Lord. 
So this is a time with the long sound, he would call to meet with him. With the short sound, he was calling the people into action. He would be calling them into battle. It was like the sound of war. But today, God is calling us back to remember, and we know that the, the trumpet had a long sound there in the book of Exodus in the, in the 19th chapter, because it tells us that the sound of the trumpet, it waxed louder and louder, and it grew. And so that was the long sound. But what was God doing? He was calling all Israel together to the base of the mountain there in Mount uh, Sinai. So this is what God is calling us to remember when he's saying that it is to be a memorial and a holy convocation, a gathering together. So God calls us today on this special day to come before him. He calls us as believers to come together in fellowship, to come together in worship, to come together to remember. And he also called it a, day, a Sabbath rest, a day of a Sabbath. And that's because what it is, God has weekly Sabbaths, and that weekly Sabbath, he calls us back together to remember something. That original Sabbath day, that a Sabbath day in the beginning, in the book of Genesis, in the day of creation, when God said that after he had created all things, he said he made the seventh day and he blessed the seventh day and he sanctified the seventh day and he set the seventh day apart as a holy and sacred time to remember, to reflect back, to look at all that God has done. God took his time, just as we all do when we work, we'll sit down and we'll look back at the thing that we have done that's where we get our enjoyment from. This is where God gets his enjoyment from as us, as his children. On the seventh day, God sits down to look at all of his children, all his creation who are honoring him. And he said that we are to keep the Sabbath because this here is to be a sign. God tells us there in Exodus in 31, in the 31st chapter, he said that this is a sign that's going to be between me and you, that you might know that I am the Lord thy God, which do sanctify thee. So God is sanctifying his people. He's setting his people apart. He's setting us aside to be holy in this special time. But even with this here, all things that took place in the Old Testament, as we refer to it as, is a foreshadowing of things to come. So the trumpet blast is not only telling us about something in the past, but it is telling us about something that's to take place in the future. Well, in the book of 1 Thessalonians, God is telling us as his people, he's saying to comfort one another. He tells us to comfort one another with this very saying, with this very understanding that he said, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first.
take our starters off. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Yes, we will. So pause that so you can cut that part out. Pause it for me, Johnny. Please. So what you're going to do? So, so we know that as the Lord came upon Mount Sinai with the sound of a trumpet, we know also that here he's going to be coming back again with the sound of a trumpet. And with that sound of the trumpet, he tells us, he said, that he's going to be calling us up. So that's going to announce the second coming of Jesus. And so those of us who are in tune with the Lord, we will know that when Jesus arrived, we know for a certainty that we will hear the sound of the trumpet when he's calling us on up. So don't worry, nobody will be left behind because the trumpet blast will wax louder and louder 
so that all can hear all throughout the earth. And those who hear the sound, those who hear the sound, those who know the sound of their Lord when he comes, they shall arise to meet him. And we have an, a certainty, and we know for a certainty that Jesus is coming again. We know for a certainty that Jesus will come again. And we know for a certainty that it, it is good for us that we keep the commandments of God. For it is written there in the book of Revelations, in the very last book, in the 22nd chapter, the Lord there, he says to us, he says, and behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Bless, hear this much. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So we know now for a certainty that it is by the keeping of God's commandments, it is by the keeping of his word. You see, God said according to every man's work, so shall Jesus give him a reward. And see, Jesus, when he was here, he tells us in the book of John, he said, I come into this world, and I'm not coming to judge any man. But he said, the word that I have already spoken, the word which God spoke from the beginning, that which God spoke when he first came down on Mount Sinai, he said, by these words, this is the law that I give to people to live by all the days of their life. You see, we know that God intends and meant for us to keep his commandments because he wrote the commandments back on Mount Sinai. He wrote them twice. Remember the first time he gave them to Moses and Moses came down from the mountain and the people were doing so bad that Moses broke the commandments. And then so after Moses broke the commandments, God called Moses back up again to the mountain the second time. Because God said, these are my people and I'm forgiving them of their sins. And he wrote the commandments again. And he said, now take this back down there and give it to the people. And I want you to place it in the Ark of the Covenant. You see, he placed his commandments in the Ark of of the covenant because he said I'm giving them this for their lives and not only did he place in the ark of the covenant the ten commandments but he placed in there the rod of Aaron because what God was showing us when he placed the rod of Aaron in the ark of the covenant that he was making an everlasting covenant with the priests and this is what God has done for us this is what Jesus done for us. This is the reason why Jesus said, I wash you in my own blood and I make you both kings and priests because it's an everlasting covenant 
that God was creating when he wrote this here and he placed the rod in there. And not only did he do that, but he did something else. He had a jar of manna placed in the Ark of the Covenant. And what was the manna? The manna was the food that God fed to his people. So God was making an everlasting covenant saying that my children, you have to worry about nothing because as I set this bread there, I will always meet your need. You see, this is why he tells us there in the book of Matthew, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. See, God is going to meet our every need, always and forever. And he made this a new covenant, and he made a covenant with us. And then through the prophet Jeremiah, God has said after the children of Israel had broke his first covenant, God made a promise to man. He said, I'm going to make another covenant with man. Not like the first covenant, but that second covenant was going to be in the blood of his son, Jesus. But the covenant, he said, this is what he said in Jeremiah 31. He said, I make a new covenant with the whole house of Israel. Not like the first one, which they break. He said, but this is the new covenant that I shall make. He said, I'm going to write the, my laws in their mind. I'm going to put my law in their heart. So God has given us his law and his in our hearts and in our mind. You see, he don't have it written on no stone no more, but he has it written in our heart. That's the reason why he gave us his word. He gave us his word, and he said we are to take these things in. Mm -hmm. And they are now in our mind and in our heart. You see, we as believers, as followers of Jesus, we know Jesus said plainly, and he told us clearly and over and over again. He said, the words that I speak are not my words, but as I heard the Father speak, so do I speak. Jesus tells us in John, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. God said in Deuteronomy in the fourth chapter, he said, if you love me, he said, you keep my commandments. And he said, I will be in a covenant with you, an everlasting covenant. And so now we are thankful that God has called us back to this. And he brought it here and he's brought us here to this day to the Feast of Trumpets. The Jewish, in the Jewish tongue, is called Rosh Hashanah, meaning the beginning or the head of months, the beginning or the head of years. So this day is a special day before God because what is happening? God is even remembering. He's celebrating this memorial with us, even as we come into it and celebrate it. Because you see, you cannot, you cannot... Keep God's word and not be blessed. Because this is what he said to us there clearly. He said, blessed are they that keep his commandments. So as we keep God's commandment and do those things that are pleasing in his sight, we can ask him whatever we will. And we know 
that when we do the things that are pleasing in God's sight, when we keep his commandments, whatever we ask him, we know that he hears us. And we know that if God hears us, then we shall have the things in which we request of him. Because you see, God said he takes pleasure. He takes pleasure in the desires of his people, in the desires of his children. And so that's what this here Feast of Trumpets is all about. It's a time to celebrate. It's a time to be happy. It's a time to remember. It's a time to reflect upon and about the covenants that God has made with us. You see, every one of God's covenants is yea and amen. It is an everlasting covenant that is to go on throughout all our generations because he even said it himself. And we know when God says something, God means it. Even Jesus said himself when he walked the face of this earth, he said, do not think that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. He said, no, but I have come to fulfill them. And the law and the, and the prophets is being fulfilled in us. As Romans in the eighth chapter tells us, he says that those who walk in the spirit, those who walk after the spirit, the law, the righteousness of this law is being fulfilled in us. You see, and the only way that we can fulfill the righteousness of the law is that we have to be doing it. But we cannot do it without the aid of the Holy Spirit. So this is the reason why in these days and time we need the Holy Spirit. God had determined that we needed the Holy Spirit. That's why he said he was making a new covenant. And he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And when he said all flesh, he means all people everywhere. So everybody has the opportunity. Everybody has to make the choice for themselves because God is not going to force us into anything. We must make our own decision, our own choice to say yes to the Lord. We're going to follow you. We're going to obey you. We're going to keep your commandments because you see, that's all God has ever won. He said, sacrifices and offerings thou wouldest not. But Jesus said, lo, in the fullness of the book, it is written of me and it is written of us each and every one of us in the fullness of the book that we say, yes, Lord, we have come to do thy will and we're going to do the will of the Lord. We're going to walk in his ways and we're starting off in the new year. We're celebrating what God has done back there in the old year. But now that we got a hold of the Lord's hand, we're just saying, yes, Lord, yes to your way, yes to your will. Lord, lead us lord guide us lord direct us and we your children we will obey you see that's all god had ever asked for us to do is just to obey him from adam on down god has always just asked us to obey him 
and the only one that was able to fully obey the Lord was Jesus himself. For there was none declared righteous save the Son of God, whom he sent down to this earth that we might have an example to follow after. You see, Jesus, to be a Christian, it means to be a follower of Christ. And if we want to be a follower of Christ, then we got to, we must. It's imperative that we walk as he walked. It's imperative that we talk as he talked. And you see, there is something supernatural in that. Because it said, these signs shall follow them who are baptized and believe. You see, so to follow after Jesus, it means the same thing that he done that we can do. Because he himself said, you shall do the same things that I have done. And even greater things than these shall you do. Now the question is, on this new year, as we look back, it's time now to reflect on what it is that we're going to do in the new. And as we do that, we know that God is bringing us into another one of his holy days. And that is the day of atonement. But we're going to talk about the day of atonement on the day of atonement. But now God is telling us this day. He said, rejoice, my children, for you are in a covenant with me. If you have received Jesus, if you receive Jesus into your life, because Jesus said, come as you are. Come all ye that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn of me, for I am lowly and meek, and you shall find rest for your souls. You see, we must come to Jesus because this is the fulfillment of all things. And we will find rest. We will find a new beginning. We will succeed. We will overcome because this is what Jesus has promised us if we only say yes to the Lord. So this season, this new year, let us be careful, let us be mindful to say yes to the Lord. Not after um, doctrines that are formed by men, but let us follow the word of God. Let us listen to the sound of his voice and follow him. That's what God was calling us into this season to remember. So as you remember this time, as you remember and you know this is a new day, you can count off and mark your walk with the Lord starting from this day forward. You can know you are now in a new season. God has brought us into a new season, in a new place in him. And all we got to do is just hold on to his word and follow him. And we know that Jesus says, he says, yes. He says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. So we thank God for this day. Amen. Hallelujah.